But right now, we're going to talk tennis. The tennis has been hot across the ditch as the Australian Open starts to get serious into week two. The quarterfinals pitcher is set, and while Novak Djokovic booked his ticket to the final eight with nothing more than a canter beating Aussie Alex de Manure in straight sets, it's the American contingent who are still enjoying a fast start to the year. There are four American-based athletes across the men's and women's quarterfinals, and our US-based tennis correspondent and host of Cracked Rackets podcast, Alex Gruskin, will be all over this. How's it going, Alex? Oh, it is delightful to be back. Things are getting <laughs> hot. It's a hot start for the Australian Open. Hot start for me. Two call-ups to the tennis correspondent in January. I am flattered, my guys. It is great to be back. Oh, we appreciate your time, as always, Alex. And we, you spoke on SNZ not so long ago, and you talked about the American tennis players that are playing in the USO, but you've got a pretty hot quarterfinal coming up. Shelton, Ben Shelton and Tommy Paul taking place, uh, taking uh, center stage there at Rod Laver not too uh, long, well, in a couple of days' time, mate. You must be a pretty proud American right now. I don't know if you guys are big into the TV show Game of Thrones, but this, you know, in that show, <laughs> there was the prince or princess that was promised. For us, these are the American men that were promised for oh so long. And so many of them were top juniors in the world. They won junior slam championships. You look at Tommy Paul, who's still alive in the quarterfinals. He's a former junior French Open champion. You have a guy in Ben Shelton, who's a former NCAA singles champion. And yeah, again, it's a good news. The good news is this is a radio show because I have been in my birthday suit celebrating for the past five days. <laughs> hey, Alex, today we see Sebastian Corda and Jessica Pagula go to work on the men's and women's side, respectively. Talk us through that. What do they need to progress uh, today? Well, the amazing thing with Jessica Pagula, and I'm stealing this joke from Twitter because she laughed at it. Some of your listeners may not know Jessica Pagula's family, rather wealthy. They own the Buffalo Bills. Jessica Pagula is playing like they're going to raise the income tax here in America over the course of the next six months. It's as though she's like, nope, I'm not getting any inheritance. I got to do it on my own. She has been on absolute fire throughout the course of these first three weeks of the season. And, you know, now with top seed Iga Sviantek eliminated with, you know, really not a ton of experience left in the women's draw. She is absolutely one of the biggest contenders on the women's side. On the men's side, I mean, it would help if he didn't have the pretty eyes, the perfect hair, the beautiful bone structure. But Sebi Korda has become the face, very slowly, of American men's tennis. And, you know, obviously he comes from a family dynasty. His parents were each successful tennis players. His sisters, some of the best golfers in the world. You know, he's the ugly runt of the family. They're like, oh, that's cute. You're 14 in the world. Talk to us when you do something serious. Well, he has started to do something serious, and I think he's put the whole world on notice with his first month of this season. Mate, when you look ahead, you've got Tits Pass, you've got um, you know, the Joker continuing on in his form. You know, not too long ago, it was the first time, I think, ever that the top seeds have been bundled out in either the men's and the women's uh, uh, sides of the draw. So... Can you still see an American lifting the trophy come the end of it, knowing that those two quality tennis players are still in the tournament? 
do they have to lift the champions trophy? Can they be lifting a different mm. trophy? Like, you know, they give them one of those big <laughs> checks. Like they're like, congratulations, you came in third. Um, no, I mean, it's really hard on the men's side to see anyone beating Novak Djokovic. And, you know, this is a guy who's won the Australian Open nine times. This is a guy who had a hamstring injury. And then last night against one of the more full players on tour in Alex Diemenauer, he beats him in straight sets in under two hours. And the hamstring looked just fine. He was doing hit. You know, anytime a human can perform the splits, you're like, all right, he's probably not injured. And Djokovic <laughs> whipped out the splits multiple times last night. And a healthy Djokovic is still who the men's draw goes through. That said, I think the most fascinating part is he's going to have a new challenger. And, you know, that's something we've been waiting for for a long time as tennis fans. Hey, Alex, talk us through the mind games of the older blokes and not the uh, Djokovic's, the the Raffers, you know, when, they, when they're playing these, oh, what I think are mind games on the sideline, with uh, these younger younger boys, you, you think it's a tactic that we're going to see more of as they get older? Absolutely. And there's a new Netflix show called Breakpoint, which highlights oh, some of these show. players as they go through their seasons. I've very much enjoyed it. Should we do 12 minutes on that? Um, no, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, looking uh, looking through that show, Taylor Fritz, who's a top 10 American, 25 years old, gave a fascinating quote when talking about what it's like to play Rafa. And he said, look, for me, this is the biggest match of my life. For Rafa, it's a Tuesday. And that's the case for every player when you're facing a Djokovic or a Rafa, particularly at this stage. It is the biggest match you will have played in your life. And, you know, for these guys, they've been doing that for 15 years. So you see it with you know, anytime I see a top player get angry, I actually don't think they're angry. They're just trying to throw their opponents off their games. And, you know, again, who doesn't like good craftsmanship to the sport? What about this, this Andy Murray situation? Like, Matt, he has been nothing but a miracle over this tournament. And obviously he hasn't kicked on. But, mate, what a quality tournament. He must be extreme. Like, knowing, being told that you can't play ever again and coming out and taking players to five sets, having a day off, and then going to another five sets. Like, that is remarkable what Andy Murray has been able to do in the, in the last what, two weeks. No, there's the Shakira song, Hips Don't Lie, and his hips do <laughs> lie. Like, they lie a lot. You know, one of them is a mechanical hip. And for him to be mm -hmm. playing at all at this stage of his career, let alone to be playing five set matches on multiple nights, playing past 4 a.m., trying to play tennis while as you saw, clearly having to go to the bathroom during that fifth set and not being allowed to do so. Uh, it, it's a remarkable feat for Andy. And look, the level of tennis he is playing, it's not that far off. Now, do I think he will win another major title? Probably not. Do I think he'll be able to sustain himself as a significant pro player for at least a couple more seasons? As of right now, I do. And ultimately, at this stage of his career, I think that's all he's really after. And what do you, what do you make of his comments, Andy Murray's comments, about playing through the night um, to 4 a.m. in the morning without being allowed to go to the toilet? Yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, again, they asked, what point was it? Was it 40-30, 30-all? 30 and he's like, yeah, thankfully it wasn't deuce. Um, that was a big <laughs> thing for Andy Murray in that moment. And, you know, I, I do think, there are two sides to the story. Certainly as a fan of sport, 
anytime you hear someone is playing past 4 a.m., you're inherently more intrigued, right? You're like, wait, he's doing, he's active past 3 a.m. I have to check this out. At the same time, if you're the player, you're like, I'm, I'm sorry, do you know who I am? Like, I'm Andy Murray, and you're having me play at 3.30 a.m., and now I'm going to have to play another match in 24 hours and have no time to recover. So you understand both perspectives. You do feel like it should be easier to avoid that. Like, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard, there's this thing called math, and you feel like you could use math <laughs> to try to schedule things out and be like, okay, we're going to avoid the 3 a.m. time slot. But it, it, he certainly had a point. Is there a solution to this? Can you see the lawmakers, the rulemakers making a change, what, what they saw unfold on the weekend? Like, it's not ideal. you got these kids that are, you know, they, they're the ball getters and they go out there and they run around the mm-hmm. courts and they pick up the balls for these athletes four in the morning. Like, imagine being the parents. I'd be absolutely distraught. No, it would be. I mean, it's funny because you wonder if the kids are like, oh, I'm skipping school tomorrow. Like, heck yeah. <laughs> like, here's the excuse. Like, let's go. I, like, sorry, I was ball boy for Andy Murray. Oh, okay. You can, you're fine. Um, I, I do think there will be some sort of change, whether it's starting the evening session an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. The problem is they try to alternate the men's and women's matches, which ones go first. And sometimes the men's matches being best of five, they just go over five hours and that ruins everything. I, I, I don't think they will address this specifically because it's part of a bigger problem. And much like all people, tennis likes to put off its problems. But certainly this was a very dramatic instance. So you, there might be some, maybe after 2 a.m., no more ball kids. Beautiful, mate. Oh, just quickly before we let you go, one of your other two, well, the two Americans, you got Tommy Paul, Ben Shelton taking on each other in the quarterfinal. One of them's going to be tasked with taking Novak on if Novak advances. Who has the best chance in your eyes? It's a great question. I will go with Ben Shelton for two reasons. One, his serve has will eventually be elite. And right now, Ben Shelton is 20 years old. But ask any t- tennis coach in the world, what is the sort of player you would like to coach? They'd say, give me a tall lefty. And that's exactly what Ben is. Six foot five, so explosive. You never have to tell him to speed up. It's just about trying to get him to slow down and learn to control all the vast weapons he possesses. Ben's best would pose a bigger challenge to Djokovic, but let the record show, Novak's not losing to either of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, come on, mate. you got to have some faith in your fellow Americans. you got three of them yeah. there, mate, so you've got a hell of a chance. I appreciate you coming on the show, Alex. And on that break point, I've watched it. It is so good, and I can't wait for the next season to come out. I was so gutted when Ons Jabur got knocked out earlier on in the tournament. I'm a huge fan of hers. And Berentini, oh, he's one of my favorite men's players too, mate. So appreciate your time, Alex. Always appreciate it, gentlemen. Be safe, be healthy. There he is, Alex Groskin, talking about the fellow Americans going forward and, and potentially marching on for a title they've been craving for for plenty, plenty of years now. And... Uh, Oh, they've got a good chance. Sebastian Corder, Kempe. I don't know if you know the, the sisters, Nelly and Jessica mm. Corder. They have got a freakish genetic makeup of a family. They are outrageous. Jess Corder, oh, she is just 
winning everything in the in the golfing uh, tour, and then you got Sebastian who is potentially he's playing a quarter final. Man, they are just absolute freaks at what they do in their craft. Yeah, so good. good. How good, how good. And I guess the who was the last like the the last time when you had all the Americans sort of in the men's especially in the men's ranks, um, on top. You know, Courier, was it? Courier. Sorry, Curry. Curry was a wooden ascent I was thinking about. Um was it that far back? Samprez? Yeah, Andy Roddick. You got Roddick. You got Agassi. It's a while ago, eh? There's there's been a while. It's been a while. It's been dominated by the European countries for a very long time in tennis. And now the Americans have got three solid chances. Ben Shelton. I'll be watching. Have you watched this break point, Lily? No, I haven't yet, is he? Oh, go watch it, man. Go watch it. It is such a good watch. If you like the drive to survive and getting a real inside look, and I've just seen that Netflix are going in behind the scenes with Ireland. So you're going to get a real good inside look to what Ireland, the rugby team, are, uh, have been able to achieve and been able to do. So that's going to be a phenomenal watch. But break point, go and watch it. You get a real understanding of the kind of selfishness that these athletes put themselves <laughs> through. Berentini goes out with another Austra- uh, Aussie tennis player and he's playing a game. She's been knocked out and he tells her to go outside and talk on the phone because he's focusing on this game and she's like, get stuff. That's such a good look. And that Taylor Fritz, he played when he won the Indian Wells uh, last year with a broken foot and he was playing Rafa and he went through and won it and won his first major title. So, man, it's a real good watch. It gives you real appreciation for what goes on behind the scenes in these tennis players, what they put their bodies through. Like, for playing till four in the morning mm. and then having to go do it again, like Andy Murray, that that is just just ludicrous, really. And he's, and he's saying, Alex is saying he's got a, um, a hip replacement. Is that mm. what he was? Mechanical hip. Mechanical hip, Kempe. He got told... I think a couple of years ago, 2015-16, that he would never play again from an Australian surgeon. He said, I can fix it, but you'll never play tennis again. Well, that never worked, never even be in the dictionary because there's always a chance, and he's proved that and proved them plenty wrong. So awesome to talk some tennis. It's still up and going. There's plenty of quarterfinals coming up in the men's side and the women's draw, and uh, it's going to be an interesting watch. Can anyone stop the joker? as he chases his 23rd Grand Slam title.